Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 31 degrees in Edmonton. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> she wanted to do it together this morning. All right. Thank you, Everly. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining in live to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. If you're not listening live, you can uh, you can do that Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. All you got to do is just download an app called Podbean, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. You can get involved in the chat. You can click the call in button, ask any questions about real estate investing you want for free, free coaching whoop, Monday whoop. through Friday. Doesn't get any better than that. Um, my second sip of coffee is better than free coaching. Yeah. It's up there. Okay. It's up there. <laughs> What's going on in the comments? Just a whole lot of good mornings. Um, you know, what's interesting is I was just uh, checking out the monthly top fan uh, numbers because we're at the last day of the month, which means tomorrow we draw for top fan. We don't advertise that enough. <laughs> but do you want to know the interesting part? Uh, Francis is winning by a landslide. Well, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. But we have um, three um, K names, Kirsten, Ken, and Kyle. Yep. <laughs> okay. Maybe not as interesting. As There's your I Wednesday morning observations. <laughs> um, so why don't you go over how exactly that works? Because the draw is going to be tomorrow morning. So this is your chance to get your last hearts in, right? Yep. Yeah, so um, on the Podbean app, you can um, earn hearts, earn basically, I guess, a, a point value system kind of, but yeah, it's through for engagement. for engagement. So there's a little heart at the bottom of the screen that you can press every 300 seconds. Um, you can chat, you can call in, you can um, just, when you engage, it gives you these heart points. Yeah, like um, Ken just sent me a beer. <laughs> wow, a little early, Ken. A beer gift. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of different ways to engage within the app, but ultimately we want to, we want to reward and we want, we want to reward our loyal listeners who, who listen in every day and engage and they mm -hmm. share the show. Um, you can click share and you can share yeah, it on share the Facebook social media. and other social media platforms. Right. And then at the end of the month, there's an accumulation of all the hearts for the engagement. Yeah. So, um, then at the end of the month, we take the top five, um, point holders. So for, uh, and then we do like a ballot system. So first point, first place gets five ballots. Second place gets four ballots. Third place gets three ballots. Fourth place gets two ballots and fifth place gets one ballot. And we enter those into a draw and the winner for top fan of the month gets uh, two free coaching calls mm -hmm. with Mr. Wayne Hillier. So those are one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. Um, very valuable. You can get a lot accomplished in those two calls. They do have to be used within the following month. Yes. 
don't use them, you lose them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Ryan Letniak's won a couple times, right? Several times. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's found a way to hack the system. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we Ryan and I have lots of great calls. Yeah. Um, and, and, and lots and lots of progress. Um, he's working on his first fix and flip right now. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ryan here. Ryan's always here, but Ryan's I always here. I haven't seen him. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan, so Ryan was like the first person in, actually. Oh, <laughs> I I like in the comments here. Well, you you said that Ken sent you a beer, and I said a little early, Ken, and he said it's five o'clock somewhere, and you said yeah in BC. Yeah, but, in British Columbia. Yeah, other other way though, but not five a.m. five p.m. I know that was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. It's going to be one of those episodes today. Uh, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> oh man. And have to, we're going to have to work real hard to pull ourselves out of this one. Uh, upcoming events. Got some big ones coming. Yeah. To, uh, to, to, today. Is it today? Yeah. Is today the day? Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day, you guys in Calgary. Uh, no, she's, she's celebrating because I'm going to Calgary. Yeah. I'm just happy that he's leaving the house. Uh, I heard night. that she's invited her mom over. They're having a sleepover. They're <laughs> eating popcorn for dinner. Like it's a, it's a big deal. Wayne's leaving. <laughs> I was actually excited for everybody in Calgary who I, has a meetup. I, I literally, I just looked out the window and there's a bunch of people setting up with trumpets, <laughs> big carpet and everything. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, today in Calgary. Oh yeah, the reason why I'm going Lake Bonavista flip. Um, there will be a meetup from five thirty to seven thirty p.m. The link is on Eventbrite. It is also pinned to the top of the page on our Real Estate Investing Masters free Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So you can go there to register. Um, I think as of at some point yesterday there was uh, ten tickets left. So okay. grab those. Uh, which We're means giving away now. Which means first ten callers are getting tickets. <laughs> which means that if you attend, you have uh, somewhere between fifty and sixty other investors to network with, which is huge. It's an amazing opportunity. So if you are looking to meet other investors or see some old investing friends, maybe um, <laughs> if you want to learn about flips and the flip process, come out. Go yes. get your ticket. Yes. Don't wait. It's today in Calgary in the community of Lake Bonavista. And uh, yeah, go get your ticket. Very excited for that. Um, I'm I'm in town specifically for uh, for checking in on the project as well. I am. Uh, I got to find some suppliers um, because it's a new city. Um, you know, I've got all my suppliers here in Edmonton, but I got to get suppliers in, in Calgary, mainly for courts and uh, flooring. Yeah. Um, we lucked out that our um, kitchen supplier has an office in Calgary. Yes. <laughs> that was huge. Yeah. There's, there's some things that like you need to be, they're really hard to find and that's, that's good flooring at a good price and Courts, I mean, like I could go and just call up courts suppliers and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for courts under 75 bucks a square foot. And then just the problem is the pictures they send will never really 
yeah. really tell you exactly No, you need to see like. it in person. So you got to find like a good court supplier. You got to find that you don't want to buy the fancy, fancy, fancy courts for, uh, um, for a fix and flip because it does need to be quote unquote flip quality. Um, but you still want it to look nice enough and not super cheap. So um, that's something I just need to go down and have a look at and, and, and pick it, get the, get the, um, the code for that particular one. And then that's going to be my one. Same thing with flooring, flooring, you know, you can't just go by price and thickness. Some of them, man, I tell you the printing that they use for like the face of the flooring, it's just some, it's just garbage. Yeah. Um, and you don't really know until you have it all laid. <laughs> Sorry. And you don't really know until you have it all laid because like each piece is a little bit different. So you never know. True. You need to look at like a whole box of it to really get a picture of <laughs> the, the little sample planks that they give you are the same oh, thing. They're, they're, they don't yeah. look anything like the flooring. No. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to go down and meet a couple suppliers and talk to them, tell them who I am and what kind of deal they're going to give me. Um, but actually yesterday I was on the phone with, with our supplier here in Edmonton and, um, inquiring about shipping pallets to Calgary, see how much it would cost. If I can still get our really good price here, how much would it be to ship? Actually, you know, that's a great question for any of you guys in, um, who have ever been in shipping and receiving, or if you are in shipping and receiving, you know, and you're joining live today, let me know how much it costs to ship a pallet from <laughs> Edmonton to Calgary. Cause I don't even know where to start. I did a little bit of shipping and receiving years ago when I was getting started, you know, like first job type thing. But I don't even know. You did a lot of, um, when we were uh, doing, um, uh, what do you call it? When we were bringing in those mats and. Oh, um, drop shipping. Yeah, you were. Uh, and uh, private label stuff. Yeah, you were coordinating some shipping stuff from like overseas and then from. From Taiwan. From Edmonton. From I know, Taiwan. but then once it once it got off the boat, you were. <laughs> from Vancouver to Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. And from what I recall, it was only a few hundred bucks. Yeah. And that's my thoughts are right now. If it's just one pallet, it should be like a hundred bucks to ship it from Edmonton to Calgary. Because they're throwing it on, on on the back of a bed, right? With other yeah. stuff. And if we don't need it like tomorrow, it doesn't need to be like a hot shot, then it should be reasonably priced. Um, but with that being said, it's just I don't even know which company to call first. And I don't want to call 30 companies and get 30 quotes. Yeah. So please, if you have experience, please let me know. <laughs> um, oh, Leo says you can use uship.com. It's a website where you post what you need transported and people slash companies will start bidding. That's cool. Thanks, Leo. Uship.com. I think I passed that in Google searches uh, <laughs> yesterday. Um, I'm just going to save this question here. Kyle says, message me, Wayne. I own a logistics company. I can get you some contacts. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is going to make things so much easier. You know that uh, good old saying that, I don't know, I like to say it a lot, but uh, people people can't help you if they don't know what you need, right? <laughs> can't give you, you True know, that. they can't invest with you if they don't know there's an opportunity. They can't uh, help you out with shipping, uh, flooring, if they don't know you're looking for shipper yeah <laughs> works in so many areas of life it's incredible that's why i started a podcast <laughs> so i can ask questions in the morning hey i'm gonna get my questions answered too and these are yeah this this relates to my business <laughs> so i'm getting value as well 
I'm sure I'll get a private message later on today after I release it on yeah. iTunes and, and Spotify. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you never, you never know. Yeah. Um, I need to know, is it worth it to ship flooring from Edmonton to Calgary? Uh, will it still be a reasonable price? And then I'll still get the product that I want. Because if you think about it, say I'm paying $250 per square foot. Um, and that's, you know, for a thousand square feet, just 2,500 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. If it costs me 500 bucks to ship the pallet of a thousand square feet, then that means then it's now $3 per square foot. Yeah. So that's quite so, reasonable. It's yeah. actually. Well, you just have I'm, to ask, like, does that make sense? Is that how much you want to spend per square foot? Yeah. Or if it's 250, it's going to cost me 275 now per square foot. And then that, to be honest, that, that right there actually might be worth well two things um one it's it's still a good price it's under three bucks and it's good quality flooring and two it saves me having to spend hours and hours of um coordinating uh you know a shipment and trying to figure out uh, sorry not coordinating a shipment um going to, to to calgary and like going from store to store to store to store yeah like you gotta you gotta figure out what the value of your hour is and what your hourly rate is Sometimes it's just easier just to pay 250 bucks and be done with it and then move on to other important things. Yeah, for sure. Like, like taxes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to bring it up. No. But I, from time to time, I should remind you. Um, don't worry, babe. December. December. <sighs> Mustang is the cheapest we found, but we do a lot of volume. Well, I'll just put it on your account, Cody. <laughs> Dang, Cody. <laughs> right, Cody, right. Pete, repeat, just slipped in quietly. <laughs> Did he now? Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, before we get into uh, other upcoming events, because, man, this is taking significantly longer these days. It is. But I, I feel like we're, we're weaving in conversations into it. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's do a quick little word from our sponsors. Sure. A lot of people ask me, how do I find a good property to buy? Where do I look? What do I do? Lately, that answer has been pretty easy. I just tell them to visit www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers to get on the DCI Properties exclusive buyers list. These guys have new deals coming out every week with a mix of turnkey rental properties, secondary suite conversions, fix and flips, and burr projects. They give you all the property info, handle all of the paperwork, and if it's your first deal, they even have staff to help walk you through the process. We've bought deals from them before ourselves, and the process was super simple. So if you're an investor and are wondering where your next deal is going to come from, don't wait. Get on their buyers list today. For Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or if you're looking for a deal in Ontario, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. It's the best. Yeah. DCI. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, another question uh, before we get back into the upcoming events. Uh, Ryan Letniak says, when is live training restarting? Hmm. I hope, uh, I was hoping everyone forgot. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop committing to stuff. Because <laughs> uh, I like, I like doing live training. Yeah. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, it's it's another show. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm adding a sixth show to the week. Um, yeah. 
Well, to be honest, we're, we're just debating about uh, which uh, we, we may be switching the day from Friday. So we have to change all of our graphics. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think we're going to be switching it to Thursdays. And one of the main reasons was that uh, there were complaints that people couldn't tune in live because apparently people, people are living lives. for Fridays. Yeah, living for the weekend. Doesn't matter how many times I say it. Everybody's living for the weekend. And uh and not not so much for going out for drinksies and um, getting drunksies. Um, family time. Family time, going away, stuff like that. It's that's when people that's when people travel if they're if they're doing anything on the weekend and mm-hmm. uh, us included. Uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing is that um, I pretty much just like now I can't do anything on the weekends. <laughs> um, so uh, we're thinking about switching it to Thursdays. There won't be one this Thursday for sure. Yeah. Um, but stay tuned. In the next week or two, we'll have it up back up and running. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to. Just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the, that's the answer. Uh, other upcoming events. Uh, September 18th, we are um, doing another meetup in... Yes, at our Total Place project. Yeah. So that is on a Sunday, which is lovely, a Sunday afternoon. Um <clears throat> Two to, two to five. <clears throat> I was going to say that, but it felt wrong for some reason. I really need a little sticky note over here with the upcoming events. Um, so, yeah, that's in Edmonton at our Twaddle Place Flip. Um, our partners, Taylor and Matt, will be there as well. Wayne and I will be there. And um, this project is also kind of in the prep stage. We're waiting for drywall completion and ceiling. Um, it should be painted by then. Texture. We're getting um, texture? What's happening to the ceilings? I forget. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> we're, we're flattening the ceiling on the main floor. Okay. Uh, funny story. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, so we'll, that'll be flat ceiling. But um, drywall prep is just happening right now and ceiling texture, um, cleanup and paint. Um, and then paint is going to be shortly after that. So my assumption, <clears throat> pardon me, please. Um, my assumption would be that it'll be painted and it should be starting paint next week. Yeah. Um, and I would assume that paint to be anywhere from three to four days. Yeah. Um, so we'll be well, well on our way into probably laying flooring and oh, stuff. There, there should be a room of flooring done. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so you guys get to see that it's, it's, it's a big house. It is a big house. It's 2,200 square feet. Um, it is uh, allegedly bigger than our Loyola project in St. Albert. Mm-hmm. Loyola was a little over 2,000. This one's 2,200. I don't see it because Loyola felt so much bigger because it had the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, and the sunken uh, living well, room. Well, we took out the second dining room. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. You see what I'm what I mean um I'm just trying to look at both of them and yeah for some reason I I don't understand where these extra 200 square feet are coming from um because we had two living rooms in Loyola a full dining room and then the kitchen and then down below there was another bedroom and another bathroom yeah well we have another bedroom and another bathroom yeah that's why like why is it bigger why is it bigger tell me somebody tell me Anyways, it's a big one. And uh, we, we opened up the wall uh, between the kitchen and the living room, and it's just monstrous now. 
it's huge. Um, so very excited to share that. I ordered the kitchen yesterday. Did you know? I did. Very Um, exciting. Was that, was that the expensive one or was it the other house that was expensive? Cause I looked at Parkview kitchen quote and that one looked expensive too. Yeah. Well, were they both 11 grand? No. Um, Twaddle was for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just looking at. It. I'm like, wow, that is expensive. Um, Parkview that- is a lot of cabinets. <clears throat> Those two massive uh, pantry cabinets are on the fridge, and then 60, going the full length. Eight hundred for cabinets installed. Thirty-one hundred for the uh, it's a nine grand. No. Oh no, ten. Yeah, almost 10, eleven. Ten thousand. Yeah. No, it's actually just almost ten. I exaggerated slightly, but 10 grand for that, that small kitchen. But I guess we, we extended those cabinets so much. eh? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I thought that kitchen would be less, but I forgot that we made it so big. Um, Yeah. Anyways, Twaddle, September 18th, 2 to 5 PM. You should come. It's going to be fun. That is, uh, I suppose that would be 19 days from now. Um, we got some other stuff coming up in October, but uh, we'll get into that uh, shortly after. And then lastly, the last upcoming event. Wow. It really does take us 20 minutes to get through this. Um, the last upcoming event is the Agreement for Sale Workshop, uh, Focus Workshop, um, presented by Barry McGuire. Um, you got to go to that. If, you, if you're not going to that, you're just. Yeah. Full day Agreement for Sale course. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. I'm going to be there telling my stories about the deals that I've done and techniques and strategies that I implement, how I built my business. The only way to know is to, is to go there. It's, yeah. it's going to be really good. And, and they don't cheap out, um, re- they supply breakfast, uh, and lunch and it's like good breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Very cool. Exciting. Mm, what do we got going on in the comments? <clears throat> Taylor is also surprised to hear that Twaddle is bigger. And right? and also Ken just took the lead in the in the top fan for the month. You he said just, Francis was, was ahead by a landslide, but Ken sent me a beer and a big OMG. <laughs> um <laughs> you know what? It's you gotta do what you gotta do to win, right? Yeah. And uh and some people are probably um, rolling their eyes in the, in the chat there. But at the same time, like, you know, this is life, this is real estate and, you know, real estate investing, this is business. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and he clearly wants it, um, wants to win. So you guys still got a chance to, um, keep clicking that heart button today. And if, you know, if you're not in the race, then, then think about joining in live every morning, um, next month. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to give away next month. I'd like to change it up a little bit. Um, but I'm still working on that. I'd like to do something different than coaching calls. Uh, maybe one of our upcoming advanced workshops. Mm, um, good idea. So the, the advanced workshop for the next one is October 2nd, but that's a, that's exclusive to the Real Estate Investing Masters Mentorship Program. Um, we're going to be doing a raising capital workshop. Um, we're going to go in depth on how to raise capital. Um, so there won't be any public advanced workshop um, next month. Um, but perhaps for, uh, November, yeah. we'll, we'll come up with something. I'll think about that. Um, the 
scrolling through comments just to see if I'm missing anything. Francis says, welcome, Deo. Glad you were able to join us today. Who's Deo? I don't know. Hmm? Do tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't seem to understand what's going on in the comments here. There's a lot going on. Okay. Um. I made a note because uh, we were talking about something. Oh, uh, you were talking about the ceiling at uh, the Tweddle project. So the reason why we're scraping the ceiling on the main floor uh, is because uh, when we took the wall that was separating the the kitchen and the living room out, um, obviously there's an area on the ceiling that needed to be patched and blended. Um, now, so what we were gonna just do is just find the same popcorn texture and, and blend it because we had to keep costs down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we will scrape the whole ceiling and, and retexture it to, you know, like a modern California knockdown. But for this one, we just wanted to keep, you know, the ceiling was in decent shape. Let's just patch up that small area and be done with it, right? Well, it turns out um, our ceiling texture um, crew said that they went to go and get the the matching blend, the matching um, uh, popcorn texture, and it's been discontinued. And apparently a few other types of popcorn ceiling texture have been discontinued as well. And uh, it's a little concerning because it's a very common texture. Mm -hmm. Now, he's called, I think, five distributors or suppliers in the Edmonton area. And they've all said, yeah, it's just, we can't get it anymore. So something to consider if uh, for you fix and flippers who are planning on blending your popcorn ceilings, mm -hmm. you might have to start scraping it and retexturing it or scraping it and just leaving it flat. Um, there was some, there was some different types of texture that were popcorn that were available. However, it was like a more fine, smaller popcorn as yeah. opposed to the bigger stuff. The bigger stuff is the more dated stuff. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. the big popcorn. Um, like the the really coarse stuff as opposed to the fine. The fine stuff you can still find and 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 some builders are still using it. It's more common, but the the bigger stuff, that's what's less common now. And they're just phasing it out because most people are going California knockdown or some other type of section. And we've blended on several properties up mm -hmm. until this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Um, so keep that in mind, um, as you move forward, cause a lot of the properties that we're buying 1960s, 1970s, 1950s, that's what they used. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you need to scrape and retexture, that's going to add, depending on the size of the house, an extra five grand onto your budget. So something to consider. Uh, it was something that we were not expecting. Um, we just decided that we didn't want to scrape the whole house because again, it's 2,200 square feet. Um, so we're just scraping and flattening the ceiling for the living area, kitchen and other living area. Um, and just leaving the popcorn on the rest of the property or the rest of the rooms and, and hallway. And we're just going to spray paint. We're just going to repaint those ones. But yeah, that was um, when he, when they called and said, yeah, yeah, it's discontinued pop. Well, what he said was popcorn is discontinued. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
And after I had a chat with them, it's only certain types because there's lots of different textures, um, just certain types, but it's, it's, it's common ones. Yeah. So I asked him if that's a Canada wide thing. And he said, uh, well, that's what my supplier says. So do your own research. Nice. Um, Uh, just in the comments here, and I guess uh, Dale is a friend of uh, Francis. Um, awesome. Welcome, Dale. Yeah. First time coming on the show. That's really good. Um, I'll try not to make it a crappy morning show. <laughs> to be honest, I thought we'd have more to talk about in regards to uh, ceiling popcorn, but it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a dry subject. Um. Chris says he's been quoted around $7 per square foot for knockdown ceiling. What's an average price? Honestly, it's all over the place, man. Yeah. It's really all over the place. Get several quotes. Um, yeah. If, uh, if Crystal and Jared are on this morning, ask them about just like getting different quotes. Like they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, what you need to do is you need to find a reliable person that you can get along with who just doesn't charge a whole heck of a lot. If you go with a large company um, or a general contractor, they're going to charge you quite a bit. You just need to find someone who's, who's good at their craft that only charges, you know, a reasonable amount. Um, and that comes through experience, obviously getting to know people, you know, increasing your network, yeah. getting lots of quotes. And then lastly, or alternatively, um, speaking to other real estate investors. Yeah. Finding out who they use is hugely valuable. If they'll share, I find these days that everybody's getting so busy, like all of the sub trades and stuff are mm -hmm. so busy that um, I think we're all hesitating to sh share contacts because like I know, I mean, like we've had to find new um, electrician. Thankfully, our plumber is incredible and um, and loyal to us and mm -hmm. still fits us in when we need him. I mean, we may be waiting a, a few days, but yeah. you know, some of our other trades that we've used forever um, have just said like, sorry, I'm too busy. Can't get in then. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had to find some new trades and um, yeah, it's just, it's been kind of wild out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't really know why, but maybe there's just a shortage of trades workers. Maybe. Yeah. Like what's the deal? Or is there like tons of projects going on? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, or I guess once you find the good ones, that's just it. They're busy. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and the good ones are charging ridiculous rates. Yeah. So like I said, you really got to just keep talking and talking and talking to people until you find that one person who charges a reasonable rate and they do good work and then you hold on to them and you keep them busy. Mm -hmm. It's uh. I mean, if you're, if, if you're going to manage these projects for yourself, otherwise hire a general contractor and they have, they have those contacts already, but then the general contractor is going to charge you money on top of that yeah. for building that connection. So, yeah. Um, back to, to getting three quotes or multiple quotes. Um, even just yesterday, we were trying to sort out, um, flooring suppliers for Calgary and, uh, and Crystal was, was looking at a, a bunch of different suppliers and like, it's all over the place. Um, most places that she called were like for luxury vinyl plank were anywhere from five to twelve dollars per square foot. Wild. Which, you know, 
we look at that and we know a few places in Edmonton that you can get really good quality just above flip grade for anywhere from two forty to three dollars per square foot. Yeah. And it's good stuff and it's good thickness. But it just it takes time to go to all these different flooring places. And mm-hmm. and Gabby and I have done it. We've we've gone to flooring places and kitchen places and like as soon as you walk in, it's like they're playing like Vivaldi in there. It's like <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, what? no, I just want, I just want your cheap, good stuff. And they're like, oh no, sir, we don't have that here. <laughs> no, <laughs> we supply for the mayor. <laughs> like, so you're driving around industrial Edmonton, just like going nice to different. Nice picture you painted there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's literally what it felt like. Yeah. Like the high nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you you Google flooring, you know, suppliers, and you go drive down through industrial Edmonton areas. And you start going into these small spots and you think, okay, it's got to find this spot, got to find my spot. And, uh, and yeah, that oh, we don't supply that here. We, we only supply for these people or we, we're a, we're a, we're a wholesaler for, for large, you know, developers in Toronto. And <laughs> so it's, it, it takes time. And we got lucky that we found a supplier, uh, through a recommendation from someone that I used to work with on Facebook. And we went and checked it out and had really good stuff and decent prices. And yeah, I think, I think beyond trying to find a place that's reasonably priced, they also need to have a decent, like actual pattern of like flooring. It's really hard to find nice flooring Mm -hmm. as well as decently priced flooring. And like, we've been through a few, we've tried a few different ones, um, you know, that have been a a little less money, um, but that just aren't they don't show as nice and that's the hard part is deciding whether that's worth it or not and that's something that we're actually struggling with right now (laughs) because we've used um this one flooring on on several of our projects that is just in my eyes it's it's gorgeous and it ties in exactly what we're doing in our renovations perfectly it ties in you know we always do the that charcoal gray kind of feature wall um, sometimes we use the, um, glossy gray kitchen cabinets and this flooring has really nice brown and gray tones in it that just really pull our renovation together. Yeah. And based on the colors that we based use, on the colors that we use, and those are the colors that we use every time. Yeah. Right. And so when we use something different, I mean, sure, it looks, it looks fine. It's flooring. Um, you know, the rest of the house is absolutely gorgeous. And are people even really noticing the flooring? I don't know. But to me, I'm just like the, the cohesion of what that flooring brings together in the, in the renovation is, I mean, like, why would we use something else is what I think, even though it may, you know, come at a little bit more of a cost. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do it, but Wayne's trying to convince me otherwise. He, so I had to, I didn't have to, but I wanted to go to, well, yesterday, cause it was uh, staged yesterday mm-hmm. and there, there was a couple things that I had to do, but uh, he's like, while you're there, like take emotion out of it and tell me honestly, while you're walking through this beautifully staged, completed flip, if you even notice the flooring or is it okay? Can we use it? Because that flooring is a good quality thickness, and it's the cheapest flooring that we've had yet. But we don't care for the face of it. I dislike it. I do not like it. I think the colors work. I I personally don't like 
the face of it, like the yeah. texture of it, the the grain in it. I'm not a huge fan. Um, however, no one mentioned that at the open house. And also... Well, they're not going to tell you they hate your flooring. I, I think that I have a good relationship. <laughs> with you everyone. guys, those of you who went to, to Otwell or Corinthia, tell us honestly what you thought of the flooring. <laughs> Put it in the comments. We won't be I, mad. I We're telling you that we don't like it. <laughs> and now that it's staged, I don't think anyone's going to notice that. <laughs> if there was anyone that disliked it even before, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm, I trust me. It's like I don't. I don't. I'm not, I don't care for it. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But I do like the fact the that price. it's seventy-five cents cheaper. Yeah. <clears throat> and that equates to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, so the one in uh, Josh says I installed it at Corinthia. It looks okay. I didn't like the feel and thin quality. Stuff. I know. So what I was oh. just about to say, um, Josh, is that um, it was the same. It it had the same um, kind of pattern, but it wasn't the same flooring. So the stuff in Otwell is actually a really great quality. Um, it's a much thicker one, and uh, for a, a smoking price, it's more forgiving when when you're when you're working on older houses. Yeah. Because if the the floor isn't level or there's any like imperfections or any bumps and stuff like that the cheap five mil stuff it'll it'll pull apart and you'll notice it you'll yeah. see the old nails and screws and stuff underneath whereas when you buy the thicker stuff um it's better quality and it's it's more forgiving yeah yeah but, but yeah why I, why i brought up corinthia is just because it looks very similar like the look of it is very similar to the one in true in Oddwell. so that's why i said if you had seen either of them true um but a lot of people saying didn't really notice it well, there you go. Yeah. And uh, Kyle said he's only seen it in pictures, but he thought personally that it looked great. There you go. Yeah. Just saying. And I know. That's, I know, I know. that's one of those rare places that you can go and, and save $750 on yeah. your on your flip. Like, I mean, I see people buying hinges in bulk to save 50 cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. This is one of those, like, this is an easy switch that, that we can implement then they have and they have lots of stock mm -hmm. so i'm thinking about possibly shipping this flooring out to calgary um the other supplier um i called them up yesterday and was talking to them to see how much they had available yeah um that was an interesting phone call by the way <laughs> um i called them up and just you know told them i'm just looking to see how much uh, stock you have and they're like yep yeah, sure and they said, how much do you need? And I, I told them which, which type of flooring. And they said, how much do you need? And I said, about 6,000 square feet. And they're like, oh, yes, right away, sir. Absolutely, sir. Just one second, sir. Just, I'm going to put you in a brief hold, sir. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 6,000 square feet. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're looking very forward, uh, forward to doing business with you. And um, and uh, how many other flips did you say you have on the go? Oh, wow. And how many flips are you going to be planning on doing next year? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, absolutely, sir. Like just instantly <laughs> totally change. change. And yeah, it, it, <laughs> it felt pretty good. Um, I mean, you got to think about it. Like um, most medium-sized builders, I mean, how many houses are they, are they building a year? And how much flooring are they ordering? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're very, put a large dent in, in their sea cans. Yeah. Um, full of flooring, so. Um, I, I do believe I should be able to work on them to get better pricing. We needed to do deals first. 
They're like, oh, okay. And they pulled up our account. They're like, oh, yes, Brigham Investments. Yep, I remember you. Yep. Uh, Gabby, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yep. And, and um, then I said, and also through our general contractor. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you guys have obviously done lots of business with us. And uh, yeah, we're very happy to uh, to have your business. And <laughs> so um, once once you do enough business, um, and then then you can kind of go back and show your worth. You've proven your worth now. Yeah. And then that's how you start getting better prices because you're doing volume, right? Yeah. But if you call them up and be like, hey, I'm a big real estate investor and I'm going to be doing 15 projects this year and I need 15,000 square feet. They're like, okay, sure. I'd like to so put you down for a 15,000 square foot order. Uh, no, just just a thousand right now, but I'm going to be doing lots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. like every other person just saying that you do lots of volume. Well, trying to get a discount. Yeah. But you need to be able to show your worth first. And uh, yeah, with that now, I mean, we should be able to go and shave off, you know, 10 or 20 cents here and there per square foot, which will add up at the at the end, um, you know, to 100 bucks, 200 bucks per mm-hmm. house. But to save 75 cents, Gabby, <laughs> that's a that's a big win right there. I want you to I want you to think about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor says I was too focused on the faucet and all of the water droplet marks we were putting in the sink. <laughs> Didn't notice the flooring. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That also that also plays into like something that I, that we've taught, you know, with you know rental properties. Like when you're walking through rental properties, and also fix and flips, you need to take them uh, on a journey. You need to take them. You know, you need to tell a story. So are you saying you told a great story and took everybody on a journey so that they didn't notice the flooring? The way that we <laughs> structured that house, yes. Yeah. Um, so what's the first thing you notice? And I, I'm very conscious about this, very conscious about this. Cause if there's anything that's like when, when, if you, if you're, if you have a rental property, that's in a bad area, or if you have a fix and flip that has something that's like, it's not great. It's on a busy street. You want to distract them as much as possible with things that are going to excite them. 100%. So what's the first thing that they notice when they walk into that outwell project? The, the coat rack. The coat cubby. rack. It's a beautiful coat rack yeah. area, a little cubby thing. Um, to the left, you got that that beautifully painted shiplap um, feature with the electric fireplace, right? You got the um, you got the metal railing, the metal railing. Yeah, I spent a little bit extra. And on then that. to the right, you have like beautiful glossy walled, uh, sorry, floor to ceiling. Yeah, pantry and pantry, kitchen, right? Yeah, and that just not even including the 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 beautiful staging that we had done, right? So when they walk downstairs, they got a nice big uh, open um, uh, living area. It's got the sconces on the walls. I mean, downstairs is like, it's okay. It's, there's a nice bathroom with tiled uh, shower and stuff and um, nice, two nice big bedrooms. But when they come right back upstairs, the first thing again that they notice is, bam, that fireplace, bam, that kitchen, the railing and everything else. So you want, um, as they're walking through, you kind of want to time out certain things they're going to see. But if you send them into a dark, unfinished basement, that's one of the last things that they see. And that's one of the last feelings that they have before they leave the house. Ideally, hopefully, um, I got to lastly, at the end of their trip, like where are they stopping? Whether it be a tenant or whether it be a buyer, where are they stopping to talk to you or to talk to their realtor about, you know, whether they're going to take this place or not. And ideally you want to have a spot like in the kitchen. That's really nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want them having their last conversation in, in an unfinished basement, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, you you want them to keep seeing things. They're like, "Oh wow, look at this! Oh wow, look at this! Oh wow, look at this!" And when you when you create that, it's they they very rarely will notice the flooring. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because I'm thinking at this particular property in Otwell, like you come back up the stairs and you kind of have options. You either go left or you go right, like into mm -hmm. the kitchen or into the living room. It's not like most most properties that stairwell seems to just like come out of the kitchen. So that's the obvious place to like end. Mm -hmm. But this one, you can go left or go right. And um, I've talked about this before, but it's been really cool going through that property with my mom. Now that she's living here, she's been kind of like tagging along um, a lot with different things that I've been doing. Yeah. And so I talked about that first time um, she walked in with me to that property a, f a few weeks ago, right before it was completed. And, and, you know, like through her eyes of somebody who doesn't walk through our fix and flips all the time. So, you know, like a lot of you guys here, you've seen the process over and over again, because we've been holding these meetups for a long time. But, you know, my mom just moved to Edmonton recently. And, she, you know, she hasn't been in our projects, hasn't seen a lot of like the new renovations and stuff. So when she walked in with those brand new eyes, I got to see where her focus was and yeah. what was where, where she was going, Oh my God, wow, look at this. I want this in my house. Like, I could see all those points. And then yesterday, um, I sent her a couple of pictures that the stager had sent us and I sent her a text and I said, I'm going to check it out. Want to come? And she sent me a big yes with exclamation marks. And yeah. so I went and I picked her up and um, we walked in and she, so again, like, oh my gosh. And, but she walked straight into the living room, sat down on the couch in front of the fireplace and was like, can you turn this thing on? And I'm like, yeah. So I walked over and I turned it on. She's like, yep, yeah, I'd sit here all day. Like she's just like, she just made herself comfy and was big like window up front. Yeah. Oh, and she's obsessed with the huge, window too, but it was window up front, but it's just like that. That was the spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like it was, it's just stunning. And yeah. you, and so to see like, just parked herself and asked me to turn the fireplace That's... on and was like, this is just this is it. That's going to be the focal point. Yeah. That's going to be the last spot that people stop yeah. before and when they're making their decisions. Yeah. To be honest, we're going to have to go in on a regular basis to keep um, the freshening those back on. <laughs> yeah, and freshening the pillows. Yeah. Um, because I think everyone's just going to be sitting on it. It's going to be so worn down and the blankets going to be moved over, et cetera. Yeah. And we always try to leave those um, electric fireplaces on just the flame, like not the actual yeah. heat. Um, but most realtors will on their way out, they turn everything off and automatically they like, Oh, gotta turn the fireplace off. Dicks. It's like, leave it on. <laughs> Dicks. We should we'll leave a little sticky. Yeah. <laughs> or a little piece of, um, turn me on. <laughs> Sorry. A little piece of electrical tape or something over top of the switch. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, not that. Let's heat things up in here. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that'd be funny actually. Cute marketing. Um, unrelated 15 minutes left. Okay. Uh, unrelated. Did you send that second email to the tenant? Um, I didn't. And you want to know why things, uh, things I wrote, I want to say escalated two emails. Yeah. Perfect Wayne helped emails. me out yesterday with the tenant situation. Um, I was just having trouble with wording for some reason. And normally I don't. Normally I just take care of things, but I was having a, I was having trouble writing that email. For you had a lot reason. going on. Yeah, I do. My mind is elsewhere. And I'm really good at writing those emails, which you is are. shocking me why you're not using them. No. So listen, so, um, one of the tenants wrote back. So, um, if you guys were listening yesterday, um, we had a couple with a, uh, older kid who moved in, uh, in July and now they are separating two months later and one out of their lease. <clears throat> How old is kid? Um, I want to say like, I don't know, like maybe 10 or something. Okay. Like, so when I say older, I just mean like not a toddler or a baby. Not a man child? Not a man child. No. Okay. 
Um, so the... I just pictured like a 45 year old man being like, are you guys getting divorced? <laughs> God. Anyways, so one of them um, emailed after the initial email was sent um, asking if uh, she can move into the basement, which is going to be vacant in 15 days. <clears throat> so one that tells me that <clears throat> it's not just a story to get out of their lease because they don't want to be there. So this is like legit, right? But also it kind of changes. Like if she moves into the basement, do we let them out and just do a transition? You know what I mean? And then we're advertising the main floor instead of the basement, which is way easier to fill. Is it? Yeah. The basement's hard because it's a it's a bachelor. Um, and it's pretty small. Like it's great for just a single student, like somebody who just wants to, you know what I mean? So it kind of, yeah, I got, I got that email and then I was out at Otwell and, um, and doing stuff. So I actually forgot to bring it up when I got home, but yeah, mm -hmm. the situation kind of changed. Okay. Well, before you send that second email, which is going to yeah. piss them off. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the downstairs suite vacant? No, it will be on the 15th. So you got to get her in to see it. Her or him? Her. You got to get her to see it quickly. Yeah. Is her man child going to be living with her? Well, that's the that's the one thing is that I think she said for um, I am guessing that they'll just that they'll be the kid will be going in between the two, but and that's the one thing is that it's a bachelor, like it's not really an appropriate spot for a parent and a child to be. Uh, that would be a good follow up question if yes. you want to write that down. Yeah. Is will it just be for you or will it be for you and your child? And if mm -hmm. she says me and the child, just say that's a bachelor suite and it's not suitable. For, there's only there yeah. there's actually it's no a bedroom. Small space. Yeah. Um, it's an open space, so it's not suitable for um someone with a with a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, but so what the way that I structured the email was in two separate emails. The first one was to um to be sympathetic and apologize for hearing the horrible news and that uh you know we would look into it the second email is the one because I, I i didn't want to just go bam right into you know here's what here's how it is you got a fixed term lease your circumstances do should not will not affect us financially i'm sorry that's your circumstances you got to figure it out um you just moved in a month ago so you know what i mean yeah um there is a cost associated with with getting new tenants in, right? Yeah. You know, we, we hire people to to do stuff like, you know, to, to do onboarding and stuff like that and to do, you know, moving out. Um, also, there's there's vacancies, right? Like it, sometimes it takes a month or two months to get a, a good suitable replacement. So we budget in our business specifically. I didn't write all this email in the email, but I'm just telling you. Yeah. We budget in our business, you know, a certain amount of our rent to go towards expected vacancy once every year. And if we're going to have two vacancies now, that's going to affect our cash flow and our reserves, which ultimately affects our return on investment, which is not happening. I don't care that you got divorced. Life is full of decisions. Okay. You literally just got married. Like get therapy. Sorry. Not my problem. Not my problem. Yep. And so the response to them was that, um, as per the Residential Tenancy Act of Alberta, um, a fixed term lease is fixed and you are responsible for the rent um, for the duration of the lease. However, it does say in the Residential Tenancy Act that you have the that one option is for you to abandon your lease 
And if you abandon, then the landlord is responsible, obligated to find a suitable replacement in a timely manner for the same rent or more. So if you choose to abandon your lease, just be aware that you are responsible for the rent until we find a suitable replacement. Mm -hmm. You are also responsible for any associated costs and expenses with finding that tenant. So any wages for hiring people to do it, any costs for um, expenses for listing on certain websites, um, anything that's associated with the, with the, you know, the replacement of a tenant. Um, Alternatively, we made her an offer of two months, a termination fee equal to two months worth of rent. That will cover our costs to find a suitable replacement. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And that's what I do every single time. Um, Yeah, it it seems like a reasonable thing to let someone out of their lease because something happened. But again, once you get, once you get successful and you get lots of tenants, you're going to be dealing with the stuff on a regular basis. And it's going to feel like every three months, someone's got a thing going on and they want to get out of their lease. Yeah. This is a business and they signed a one-year lease. So, you know, one of them can stay, you know what I mean? And, and get a, get a job and pay or for the roommate. rent. Huh? <laughs> or a roommate. Or a roommate. You figure your own shit out. Yeah. This, this is not going to affect our bottom line. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the way that we offer it out. Otherwise, there's a two-month uh, termination fee, which is going to cover the costs that we that we have to cover. Yeah. Um, typically, those emails don't go over very well, but that email is written so well that if they ever took that to court or anything along those lines, it would be very clear that, yes, this is all correct. Mm-hmm. They're right. Yeah. And as, it's up to you. As per the act, yeah. If you'd like. I mean, ultimately, if you want to abandon, they can abandon it. Yeah. And they are responsible for the cost until we find a suitable replacement. Is that not fair? Very fair. Right? Why should we be covered for, why should we be responsible for the costs yeah. while we find a replacement? It's a contract. At least it's a contract that they've signed. Yeah. So I know like a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, just let them out. Be a good person. Like, no, like it's not my responsibility to cover the costs. That's yeah. your life and your circumstances. So if you, the fair thing, as per the act, is that they are responsible for any costs associated with finding a suitable replacement for the same rent or more. Yeah. Right? Actually, if, if you sign someone for less rent, they would be responsible for the difference for the remainder of their term. For example, if their rent is $1,500 and there's 10 months left on the term and your new replacement is $1,400, that's a $100 difference times 10 months, they are responsible for the $1,000 difference. Fun fact. So, obviously, we don't want that because that just, it's yeah, it's messy, it's complicated. Messy. I, I hate having to educate people on the act because nobody ever reads it. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, and they're not from Alberta. They just moved provinces. So, they don't yeah. have a clue what the act says. Yeah. Guarantee you they haven't studied it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad that we were very well versed in the act, though. You Me know too. what I mean? Because when I heard that, um, and when you said that you were struggling with, um, you know, writing the email or what should I write? I'm like, okay, I got this. No big deal. Um, but I, I'm very strategic in the way that I present it though, rather than going straight to that email, I tried to soften it first, um, to really sh- kind of show that we do care and that we are willing to go and look and, and work it out. Um, but ultimately, you know, here are the facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that this, these never go well. So you just try and soften it as much as possible. And we have had a couple um, times where it's worked out really well and that they have it, that they've just said like, okay, um, yeah, yeah, I'll take such and such option, but uh, rarely. <laughs> well, I mean, for someone who's uneducated and uh, not well-versed in the act mm-hmm. and their rights and responsibilities, responsibilities mostly, um, they're like, what do you mean? Why won't you just let me out? You're going to see, you're seriously going to make me stay here. I don't, I can't afford it. I already told you I can't afford it. My husband's not here anymore. You're seriously going to put me in this situation. I don't have $3,000 to cover your termination fee. Where am I supposed to get $3,000 from? You know what I mean? Like asking dumb questions like that. I don't know. Go figure it out. It's your problem. Mm -hmm. Pay your rent. You have a lease. You signed an agreement. Yeah. Maybe if your marriage was rocky, you shouldn't have moved across the country. You know what I mean? Maybe you shouldn't have got married. Like, how, do, how does people figure this out in, the, in like in one month into marriage? Mm. It happens. Anyways. Um, Gab, I, I just recommend, you know, asking the question about the, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, for sure. the son first. Um, I mean, that would, that would, that is a that is the path of least resistance if they agree to it mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. Just put them in the downstairs suite. You know, we we took one tenant that was upstairs, put them downstairs, and we're still in the same spot that we were before. Yeah. Except we're in a better position because now we're advertising a more desirable suite. Yeah. Come the fifteenth, as opposed to an undesirable one. So yeah, that's not terrible. But I highly doubt she's going to take that one. Or when she sees it, she's going to be like, "Oh no, 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 that's not good." And then we're right back to square one wait a second, you were going to let me move downstairs before. Now you're telling me I can't get out of this lease? Yeah. Something funny in the comments? Yeah. Garrett. It's always Garrett. Garrett's always distracting me. Two days in a row. Fastest way to get divorced is to get married. Facts. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I'm going to follow your Twitter account. Yeah. (laughs) He he has to have the best Twitter account. I'm not on Twitter, but... um, uh, can I share a quick win before we go? Sure. Um, I, well, I guess it's a fail and a win. Can I share a fail and a win all wrapped up into a pretty little package? I didn't tell Do I you. I have a choice. I didn't tell you about my fail. <laughs> if I can fix my failures before they come, um, become actual failures, then why, why tell anybody except now I'm telling the whole world. So we re-signed um, a lease in, when would that have been? In June. So end of May, uh, these people's lease was up. And uh, when I offered for them to re-sign for another year, um, they were hesitant because they're working on um, a land development. They're building a house on a piece of land. And they weren't quite sure when they were going to be ready. They were still waiting for some approvals through the county and yada, yada. So I so they were asking if they could basically do month to month. And I said, no, nope. um, you know, we don't want uh, to be have a vacancy in the middle of winter or whatever. So here's your two options. You can sign for three more months um, to take us to August 31st. So that'll, that's still a good time to be filling a vacancy. Or you can sign through the winter until next spring. Those are your two options. But I, I'm not going to have a vacancy in the winter. So they said, okay, we'll do three months and we'll see where we're at then. Said, perfect so yeah. that was end of may okay okay so um gabby 
myself. I did not update my, um, their like end of term in our system for like me to remember to get them to resign. I, I just, I don't know. I just missed it. And, um, it's like a week ago and, or no, not even a week ago, like less than a week ago. And I'm like, woke up in the middle of the night and was like, when was the end of their term? Oh my God, did I miss it? And I start freaking out. So I pull up my phone and pull up the OneDrive and pull up their um, lease extension and see that it's August 31st. And I was like, oh my God. So uh, next morning emailed right away. And the one cool thing is that I hadn't noticed, but they had actually paid rent early. So they sent um, their rent payment early. I just haven't been in the rentals email all that much right now because there's so much going on with the flips. So they had actually sent their rent payment. And so that calmed me down. I was like, oh, okay, they wouldn't have paid rent if they weren't planning on staying. (laughs) Like They're not moving out in a few days. So so I touched base with her and asked and they're like, yes, we'd like to resign for the, um, till the spring or whatever. Really? Yeah. So they resigned for another seven months. Um, so I'm just being flexible with them. Like they're, they're trying to build a house. So as long as they end their lease in a desirable month for me, I don't, I don't care. So I took them, I think until April or something like that. Did you update it? (laughs) Well, I just got the signatures last night. Oh, you're like, make note. You're going to write it down? (laughs) Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, so they resigned and I didn't have a major oopsie on my hands. <laughs> Which property? Um, tribute here in Leduc. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. it's a half duplex. It's a great family, family place house. You must like that new deck. Yeah. Brand new deck last month. Mm. Well, Ju- yeah, July, still technically last month. Goodness gracious. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... So don't let, don't let those uh, leases lapse, folks. Well, my when you first said that, I'm like, oh, God, they're, she never signed it and it went month to month. <laughs> because if you don't sign the new lease and you let them stay, it automatically goes to month to month. Yeah. And now now you're, now you're hooped. <laughs> Trying a new thing, not swearing. Um, hey, you've been good for a couple of days. And tired. <laughs> That's normally when you swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 when I get passionate about like taking action. That's when I swear the most. Which um, is normally when you're tired. You're like, I'm tired. I'm not in the mood. I'm fed up with all you people not doing anything. Fuck shit balls. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, kids. There's a lot of kids that listen to our show. Josh says, I thought the show seemed off. It's PG. <laughs> We're one, over Josh. an hour now. So yeah. it's, it's Wayne and Gabby after hours. <laughs> Um, okay. Yes, we do have a lot of uh, child listeners. We love you, kids. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go if you lapse on a fixed term and you and you forget, yeah, uh, that creates a month to month automatically. Yeah, and then the rules change. The rules are so different for month to month than they are for fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, month to month is is not in a landlord's best interest. It's just mostly for being able to end it, though, right? Yes. Nothing else. It's all still the act is the act. It's just how how much notice is needed to end and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, I haven't looked at the rules for month to month in a very long well. We've time. never done month to month, so like we learned it at the beginning. Day notice. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Cool. Uh, uh, so today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. I will be in a hotel room tomorrow morning, um, mm-hmm. uh, doing the uh, 
doing the show live from Calgary. And Gabby is going to be on her phone as well because I never taught her how to use this platform. So I'd love it if Gabby, actually, I mean, I could give you five or 10 minutes. I can show you how to do this. That would be the easy thing because otherwise mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a podcast from our phones tomorrow, which is who knows how that's going to work out. But anyways, uh, we'll still be here tomorrow. Um, let us know how the sound quality is. And um, really look forward to seeing everybody in Calgary tonight. Awesome. Have a great day, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.